Are you ready to live your best life, be stronger, and fall in love with yourself? It's possible, and it's inside you, but you need to unlock the power within. Welcome to Fearlessly Authentic with Jody Harrison Bauer. Jody used to be afraid to take risks. It took some stepping out of her comfort zone to get her there. Along with her guests and their stories, Jody will help you to live your best life ever. Now, here's your host, Jody Harrison Bauer. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Fearlessly Authentic. I'm your host, Jody Harrison Bauer. And welcome to the show. If you are new to the show, this is where we educate you, empower you with that education. Maybe I'll entertain you a little bit and inspire you. And I just recently heard another word, which is another E, because I have all E's except for this last one, inspire, to enlighten you. So we might throw that in. But my job here is to have fun, educate you, and let you know that you are not alone in trying to become the most fearlessly authentic person that you can be. Because trust me, for many, many years, most of my life, my struggle was to become my most fearlessly authentic self, even though I didn't know that was the word I was trying to describe for myself. Um, but living in my truth. And that is what this whole show is about because I have overcome lots of my fears. But to be honest with you, every time I come on here live by myself, there's always a little bit of fear. And, um, but I'm always excited. Very, the adrenaline is um, wonderful. I love it. And um, I'm just so happy that you are here. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe. If you are going on a trip, um, you can download all of my episodes and, and binge on all of them. But in order to subscribe, you will get all of the episodes and notifications and so on. You can find me on all social platforms at Jody Harrison Bauer. And you can also find this podcast on YouTube at Jody Harrison Bauer. So you could check me out um, with my guests and um, just don't do it when you're driving. So I've had a lot of, this is my first solo episode that I've done since December. So it's been two months since I did my last solo episode, which was actually around, I think it was on my birthday, December 27th. So I am now 63 years old. If you don't follow me on social media, go and follow me right now. Um, I have a lot of fun content on there. And I was really looking forward to doing this episode today. I have a lot of things going on in my mind and a lot of things that I'm working out on to help you. And I, um, I'm i just very excited, but my mind is very overwhelmed. And I'm sure that so many of you who are listening can relate to that. And, you know, I was thinking about, and I posted this a couple of weeks ago, I was thinking about all the years that I have been training women, which is 35 years. It's crazy to think that I've been working out since I was for, for 43 years. And it's just crazy to think that all of this time has passed so fast. It goes by so fast. And the women that I talk to and continue to train in a different way, not in my fitness studio anymore, but train virtually, um, you know, I know what they need from me. I know what they need help with. And I probably know more about what they need help with than 
their best friends or their significant other because some of those things that we're struggling with as women, we don't necessarily share with anybody else. We don't say it out loud. We're not screaming what our what we're feeling from the rooftops. And there was something very specific that I wanted to mention to you. And of course, I left it in the other room, but I will get it after the break. And it's okay that we don't scream it from the rooftops because we can still be fearlessly authentic or strive to be the most brave person we are and our most authentic person being true to ourselves and not saying yes to things we don't want to say yes to and agreeing with people we don't agree with and then feeling bad about it. So again, we can, because I lost my train of thought there for a second, um, we still can be our most fearlessly authentic self, but we don't need to tell everybody about it. We don't need to share our insecurities with everyone. So, you know, that was something that a lot of people called me out on after I started the show, like like two years in. I've been doing this show, my goodness, um, almost four years. I don't know how many episodes, but it's been it's been a wonderful ride. And my original I'm going off topic for a second, my original executive producer, Robert Cialini, is the one I'm not going to cry, is the one who really helped give me my wings to fly on this show. And I will always be grateful. And Tacey, I'm looking forward to working with you um, for the next forever, forever. Um, but Robert really believed in me, told me that I could do this. And it's been a really wonderful experience to be able to connect with so many of you and to really embrace my fearlessly authentic self with all of you. And in saying that, again, remember that being fearlessly authentic doesn't mean that you share all of your personal things with people. You don't need to air your dirty laundry or your most private thoughts with people. That's not what fearlessly authentic means. It means that you're being true to yourself and your actions will speak louder than your words. And we all know people in our lives that say they're going to do things and they don't. It's frustrating. That's integrity. Um, but being true to yourself is almost like a very, very quiet thing. And being brave can be a very, very quiet thing as well. So don't get caught up in thinking that in order to be fearlessly authentic, you need to share your life. And again, now I can say it without crying. Thank you, Robert, for giving me the wings to fly on here. Um, yes. And so today I really wanted to get into the minds of so many of the women that I talk to on social media platforms and the things that they've shared with me and how we can all help each other. And the most important thing that 
we need to do. And I actually uh, titled this episode, How to Get Hot and Healthy and Reclaiming You Again. Well, reclaiming is you. So reclaiming you again would be repetitive, but reclaiming you. But getting hot and healthy is really, it's the healthy part is doing the work to become the healthiest version of you. And the hotness part, that's the part you can keep to yourself. The hotness part is the way you feel about yourself. I use the word hot because I think that most women want to feel hot. Not in a hot flash way, but hot. They want to feel sexy. They want to feel attractive for themselves and for their significant other or for other people in their lives if they desire to do so. But I'm talking about what you want for yourself. And it all starts up here. And when I started working out 43 years ago, I had no idea that what was happening to me is that my mind was getting stronger. Had no idea, you know, I would get up, I would go to the gym when I went to the gym and I would work out and I would do it again and I was consistent and I was diligent and and I eventually saw results. And when I didn't see results, I sought out an expert who can who who showed me how I could get more results because I, I didn't know everything. I was learning. And I didn't share it with anybody that that was my goal, but people saw the difference in my body and in my mind because I knew that every single time I went to the gym, I was making a promise to myself that I kept. And every time I kept that promise to myself, I became more confident in what I was doing at the gym, more confident in the clothes that fit me, more confident as a mom, as uh, I was a buyer before I started having children. And in every part of my life, in my relationship, I became more confident because I put, put a goal in front of myself and I made sure that I was going to find a way to achieve it. And going back to my my life before I had children, as a buyer, I, I set goals for myself. I first started out in the stores, and then we had to be promoted and promoted and promoted. So you start with a small department, then you move up to a bigger department, then maybe you move up to two departments, three departments that you're managing, you're managing people, you're managing inventory, you're doing everything that you need for your department, your little tiny store in a big department store to be successful, to be profitable. And afterwards, after doing that for two years, I was promoted to an assistant buyer. And then I said, I'm going to become a buyer. And after a year of being an assistant buyer, I became a buyer. And I was a buyer for about two or three years. And in those years, I was selected to go on a trip overseas, but I was seven months pregnant. So back in 1989, they didn't want me traveling to Korea um, on a buying trip. So I wasn't able to go. Um, but I won an award every quarter. I won buyer of the year. I won assistant buyer of the year. And the reason I'm telling you all this is because if you set intentional goals for yourself and you get the people in your life who are experts or know more than you do, it, it, it 
you need to be humble. You need to be modest. You need to be smart enough to know what you don't know and to ask people who do know. And that's what I'm here for. I'm here as an expert in the fitness and nutrition field and mindset. And I always say this, that when my clients come to me, they don't have any idea. They don't come to me because they're going to work on their mind and reframe their thinking. They come to me because they want to change something in their body. But it really goes much deeper than that. And after the break, we are going to get into it, how you can get that hot and healthy mind and body. So stick with me and we'll be right back. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. On Fearlessly Authentic, Jody talks about mental and physical well-being, and the key to both starts with proper nutrition. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan was created to help your body feel better. Whether your goal is to lose weight, gain muscle, or just feel lighter and more energetic, Following this meal plan can help you get there. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan is a 21-day plan to help you learn the most important things about the food we eat and what foods are right for you based on your goals and activity level. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan is a real plan for real life. This is not a diet, but a change in lifestyle. The plan is simple and easy for you to follow. In the 21-day plan, you will receive meal ideas, snack ideas, a grocery list, and a 21-day journal crucial to your success with inspirational quotes to keep you motivated and keep track of your progress. The key to success is commitment, consistency, and willpower. Be fearless and trust the journey. Go to JodyFit.com to purchase the JodyFit meal plan now and use the promo code podcast to get 25% off. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Fearlessly Authentic with Jody Harrison Bauer. We'd love to hear from you with any questions or comments you may have. Send an email to info at jodyharrisonbauer.com. That's info at jodyharrisonbauer.com. Now, back to Fearlessly Authentic. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Fearlessly Authentic. I was talking about um, the mindset and how so often we do things and we don't realize how our mind is changing and that somebody... You know, women that come to me to change the way they feel in their body, to get hot and healthy, maybe maybe they've never said it out loud. Maybe they've never said, I want to feel hot, uh, said mostly most of my clients. Um, they don't want to admit it. They don't want to say it out loud. That's why I was talking about being fearlessly authentic, but not saying it out loud. You don't have to say things out loud in order for people to hear what you're going to do. Your actions will always speak louder than your words. You can say it out loud. I talk to myself all the time in my house and say things out loud when I feel very convicted 
and want to make that happen because I'm a huge manifester. What I believe will happen usually happens for me. And as I've gotten older, I sometimes know myself so well that I end up getting scared again because I'm so afraid of the power that I have for myself that I hold back, which is really, really silly and dumb and I'm working on it. But I know from all of the thousands and thousands of women that I've trained over the last 35 years, what they really need, even though they're going to tell me what they need. And I'm not saying that when they tell me what they need, I poo-poo it because I don't. I listen very, very carefully. But it's reframing their thinking, reframing the patterns in their mind, the thoughts that they keep telling them. And right now, there's so much information out there that women get very, very overwhelmed about what workout should I do? How should I eat? I, You know, it's overwhelming to even try to consume all of this information. So if you want to feel hot and healthy, and feeling hot and sexy is an attitude. It all happens in your mind. Feeling healthy is something you can feel and you can see in the mirror and other people can see. So the feeling, I've always said to my clients, you know, how do you want to feel when you look at yourself in the mirror before you get in the shower or you're getting changed and you see your, you catch a glimpse of yourself or you say, I'm going to check myself out in the mirror today, see what I, see what I really look like. Cause it's been, it's been a couple of years since I checked myself out. And I always said to them, when you look in the mirror, I want you to say, I would do me. Okay. And they would they would say, no, 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 Jody, I can't do that. That feels too uncomfortable. I don't I don't want to say that. Okay, fine, you don't have to, but you can secretly say that to yourself. And you could secretly want that. And I'm gonna always help you get there. I will always help my clients get to where they want to be. And the clients who listen to me have always succeeded. Every single one of them. The ones that didn't listen to me never reached their goals. And it was my job as their trainer, as their coach to figure out why. And when somebody isn't open and vulnerable with me, it's very, very hard for me to get into their head. It would be like going to a therapist and never talking. So it's it's getting inside your head to help you the most, but you've got to do the work. That's the most important thing. And when I was telling you the story about me being promoted and winning all these awards, it was because I did the work. I did the work. I tried very, very hard. So I'm here right now giving you permission to make yourself a priority. If you've been thinking, it's like March 1st tomorrow and you know spring break is coming up. And summer is around the corner and maybe you got caught up in the holidays a couple of months ago and you're still stuck there and you want to change something. You want to feel better in your body. I always come back to feeling better in your body. How does that make you feel? When you feel better in your body, it has to do with that mind and body connection. And one of the things that I was thinking about this week and what I want to talk to you about was the, the giving yourself permission to prioritize yourself, okay? And also setting boundaries. And I've talked about this before because for so many of you that I speak with, 
And I, I, I think it happens at any age. It's not just for women who are my age. It happens um, whenever you're taking care of somebody, be it your significant other, animals, your family, but you're a caretaker, a nurturer, because as women, we are natural nurturers and we want to take care of something. And we also want to be there. We want to be there for everybody. For me, and I'd love to know how so many of you feel, is I talked about um, making decisions. And sometimes making decisions make me feel bad. So if I say no, for example, so let's say somebody asks you to go do something, you really don't want to do it, you don't want to be with that person, whatever it is, and then you feel bad. Somebody asks you to go to an event or go on a vacation or whatever it is, and you don't want to do it, but you don't want to hurt their feelings and say, no, I don't want to go. Um, at the end of the day, you're not valuing your own worth and you're not being truthful to yourself and you're going to spend more time worrying that you hurt that person's feelings rather than being confident in yourself in making that decision. And that goes back to taking care of your health. So there might be people around you who say that you don't, you look great. You don't need to do this. You don't need to do, you make yourself enough of a priority. You don't need to make yourself more of a priority than you already have, but you're making that decision for yourself because you want to feel better. And I don't want you to have to worry about making that decision for yourself. Because if you make yourself a priority and you are confident in your decision-making, people will listen to you. They'll kind of like stand up a little bit more and go, wait a minute, was that was that Jody who just told me she didn't want to do that? That's That's not the Jody I know. And for so many years, as I have shared on here before, that I was a people pleaser. And back in fifth grade, I was labeled a worry wart. And I was worrying about a bunch of things this week. And I was very troubled by the fact that I was worrying so much. And it took, because I wanted to say no to something. And it took up so much time and energy for me to say no. And I need to hear from you if it's hard for you to say no. And I thought I was past that already. But again, it comes back to how confident you feel about making your own decisions, that you're standing in your power, you're standing strong in your convictions. And being clear and confident in making your own decisions is something that will help you in the long run. A lot of women who train with me feel guilty. They feel guilty that I'm spending time on myself. I'm spending this money on myself. I, sh I shouldn't be spending this much money. I shouldn't be spending this much time. Um, I'm taking it away. I'm taking the money away from other things that maybe we could spend it on. No, 
And I'm not saying that because I'm a trainer and a coach. I'm saying it because it is important. And as you get older, so whether you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s and beyond, you are getting older and you may start feeling some signs of aging. You might see that maybe your skin's getting a little bit looser. Maybe your moods are getting a little bit moodier. Maybe you're not always in the mood to be in the mood, if you know what I mean. I want to say the word, but I can't say it on TikTok, so we have to bleep it out. Um, So, Carrie, will you bleep this out? You may not always be in the mood for sex. And you're wondering, like, why is this happening to me? And you're you're losing energy. You you don't have as much energy as you used to. And you're thinking, hmm, I'm only 40. Why is this happening to me? It's happening because you're getting older. And if you do all the things that I'm going to share with you today to get to where I am at 63, and I'm not saying I'm the all being, but I did put in the work. So now at 63, my weight is managed. I have my muscle. I'm not falling. Or if I do fall because my dog has pulled me, I'm not I'm not breaking a bone because I don't have osteoporosis. I, my bones are strong. So I've done all the things that I needed to do so I can be healthy in my 60s and beyond. And again, I'm not here to say, look at me. I'm here to say, I get it. I know what it was like to be in my 40s, 50s, and 60s. And in your 40s, you still kind of, you know, you're getting your sexy back. You've had your kids maybe, and you're you're fit as AF, and you just think you got the world by the balls. And then 45, 46, 47 start coming in, and you're like, wait a minute, what's going on? Maybe you're not working out as hard. So I'm going to tell you right now, You need to keep consistently working out at the gym. You need to lift weights to prevent osteoporosis. You need to lift weights to keep your core strong, to keep your glutes strong. Yes, it's nice to have a great ass, but you're also strengthening your glutes, which is going to support your lower back. You need to lift weights so your arms, your core, your legs are strong, and you need to get somebody to help you learn how to do these movements because I don't want you getting hurt trying to do it on your own and looking at other people and thinking that's the way to do it. So if you haven't started lifting weights yet and you are 40 years old, girls, what are you waiting for? You need to start lifting weights. It is the fountain of youth. It is going to help slow down the aging process. It is going to help keep you energetic and it is going to help to make you feel more confident, maybe hot, definitely much healthier. And you could also take classes. There's nothing wrong with taking all types of classes if that's your jam. A lot of women, I don't do HIIT workouts anymore. It's just not my thing anymore. I did it in my 40s, 50s. Um, But I just don't do it anymore. I just, I lift weights and I do my 20 minutes of cardio, which I completely dislike doing. And um, that's really, it's simple, but it's, it's not easy always to execute. So if you need any help with that, 
DM me. I can help you with that. But that's just my my first thing that you need to know. You need to get to the gym and you need to lift weights. We're going to take another quick break. Stay with me. I'll give you the other things that you need to do to stay healthy as you get older. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. On Fearlessly Authentic, Jody talks about mental and physical well-being, and the key to both starts with proper nutrition. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan was created to help your body feel better. Whether your goal is to lose weight, gain muscle, or just feel lighter and more energetic, Following this meal plan can help you get there. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan is a 21-day plan to help you learn the most important things about the food we eat and what foods are right for you based on your goals and activity level. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan is a real plan for real life. This is not a diet, but a change in lifestyle. The plan is simple and easy for you to follow. In the 21-day plan, you will receive meal ideas, snack ideas, a grocery list, and a 21-day journal crucial to your success with inspirational quotes to keep you motivated and keep track of your progress. The key to success is commitment, consistency, and willpower. Be fearless and trust the journey. Go to JodyFit.com to purchase the JodyFit meal plan now and use the promo code podcast to get 25% off. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Fearlessly Authentic with Jody Harrison Bauer. We'd love to hear from you with any questions or comments you may have. Send an email to info at jodyharrisonbauer.com. That's info at jodyharrisonbauer.com. Now, back to Fearlessly Authentic. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Fearlessly Authentic. We were talking about mindset. You see, it's a really big subject. Um, And we were talking about fitness. And the number one thing is to get your mind in the game, right? It's a head game. It's it's all in your mind. When I was competing in fitness shows, um, I was not the tallest by any means. I'm only five feet tall. And I wasn't the leanest. Um, was I the fittest? Yeah, I was definitely very fit. Uh, but what separated me from the other women wasn't what I necessarily looked like. It was my attitude on stage. It was the way I presented myself on stage. It was the confidence that I had. And that confidence came from the hard work that I put in. So if you want to present to the world the best version of you, the hot and healthy version of you, the sexiest version of you, because muscles are very sexy, then you need to do the work getting to the gym, but getting to the gym, getting to your trainer, getting to a class starts up here in your mind first. I am 
going to bed at this time so I can be up by this time, get the kids off to school and get to my 9 a.m. class or get to my 5 a.m. class or get to my 6 a.m. class, whatever, whatever class it is or 7 p.m. class, whatever it is, that's taking your head there first. The body's going to follow where the mind goes. Body follows where the mind goes. So if your head is in the game, and I never realized that again until over 20 years ago when I got divorced and I, I had no idea how strong I had become, not physically, but mentally, to even file for divorce. That was really scary. Uh, and then to compete in fitness shows, I just thought I had to get out there and like, you know, just show my body. But I realized it was an attitude up there. And the girls that got up there and looked like bitches or looked scared or like a deer in headlights or were too sassy or were too confident, they didn't do well. You know, it's like in life, you need to be humble and open. And that openness comes from an energy, a feminine energy, open to receive and what I loved about competing so much and why I thought maybe, maybe I'll still do it is it really was a beautiful, beautiful combination of my masculine and feminine energy. The masculine energy was that I was singularly focused and that I was um, assertive and aggressive in my training. And the feminine energy was being in a bikini, being in high heels, having my hair and makeup done, um, being open to, to taking in everything that I could and receiving. And I believe, you know, that feminine energy that I put out there on stage and the other women that I know who have won shows who have done or have done very, very well in shows are not necessarily the fittest. Look, it's a fitness show. You have to be friggin' fit. Okay. I'm not saying that I wasn't fit or any of the girls that have won it fit, but it's, it's the energy you put out there. It's that beautiful feminine receiving energy, um, that is, that is what people feel. And that is why I loved competing so much. Didn't really know that until I was thinking about it the other day and was talking to somebody and I realized that that was what I really loved about it. So I was talking about fitness before we go to a break and I don't think we're going to take another break until the end of the show. So, um, but I don't know if that's possible. We'll see. So um, in fitness, it's such a big, big word. And what I'm trying to say to you is the number one thing you could do if you're just starting, and I'm just giving you a, a like a just a total summary of what all of this is, is if you are new to fitness, if you are new to working out, wherever you are in life, wherever age you are, the number one thing I can tell you to do right now is to put on some really good sneakers and bundle up if it's cold outside and bring some water. Although I did see something on Instagram about how we didn't drink a lot of water in the 70s. It was very, very funny. I posted it on my story if you want to go see it. And um, it's not that we didn't have water to drink in the 70s. It's nobody walked around with a water bottle. So water is very important to you to stay hydrated, but you don't need to drink. You don't need to carry around a water bottle all the time. 
yes, but it's important to hydrate um, for digestion and for many, many reasons, which I'm not going to get into right now because this is not an episode about hydration. But we drank when we were thirsty. Okay. That wasn't always the best thing. I'm not saying that we should go back to, you know, the things that we were doing in the 70s. Things have progressed, but you don't need to be drinking a gallon of water every day. Take half of your body weight and drink that in ounces. And I competed in, I don't know, 50, 60 shows, and I won two world titles, and I never drank as much water as I was supposed to drink. So just a side note about the whole water thing and um, the whole overall summary of fitness. The first thing that you can do if this is day one of starting a fitness strategy for you, put on your sneakers and go outside and walk. Walk for five minutes, walk for 10 minutes, walk for as long as you want, but try to do it every day and add five minutes to each walk and keep doing it. And eventually it will become a habit. And from there, maybe you want to do some resistance training. And when I talk about resistance training, again, I'm going to try to keep this really short because I don't want to do a whole episode about fitness unless you guys want it. But I do have some really exciting news coming up in a couple of months that will get into more details about fitness. But fitness includes moving your body. Fitness is is feeling strong in your body. It's not just lifting weights. It's very powerful to lift weights. And if you're new to lifting weights and that's something you want to do, you need to first start learning how to lift your own body before you add any additional resistance. So I look at weightlifting lift or lifting weights as also known as resistance training because you are taking something heavy and resisting it against that muscle, right? So it's all resistance training and that helps to build muscle and maintain muscle and strengthen your entire body. So if you want to start with one thing that you've never done before and that you say you're going to do, go outside and walk. This is something that is incredibly underrated and I didn't do it for a long time, probably because I live in Connecticut and the weather's not always great here and it's cold a lot. I know it's not Alaska, but you know, the weather's always changing. If you know New England, the weather's always changing. And so it's not like great to go outside and walk. But when I was in Miami a few weeks ago, I walked almost every single day and I felt great. Walking is good for your mind and your body. So that is the number one thing you could do. And if you don't know what to do after that, either reach out to me or find a trainer or an expert in your area that can help you. And that person should first have you moving your own body first. So whenever I've worked with clients, I've always had them squatting by themselves. You know, first we do a whole assessment to make sure that their hips and their knees and everything else can do those things. I don't have anybody doing something that could hurt themselves, hurt themselves, but there are modifications for everything. So there are no excuses. I don't believe in excuses. Um, that's one of the things that you get with me is um, no BS. There's no excuses with me. So moving your body, push-ups, sit-ups, squats, lunges, wall sits. Those are all things that you can do without any weight on you. And if you're with the right person, they will motivate you and encourage you to keep doing that. 
So if you can do two push-ups on your knees correctly, and that's why you need an expert with you is to make sure that you're squatting right, that you're lunging right, that you are walking correctly, that you are doing a push-up correctly, that you're holding a plank. Plank, push-ups, lunge, squat. And you don't need to go crazy with ab work. Abs are made in the kitchen. And if you're doing all of these movements standing up, for the most part, you're working your core the entire time. And by the way, your abs are included in your core. Your core is your lower back, your glutes, and your abs. Got it? Your core does not equate to abs. Your abdominal muscles are something all by themselves, just like your biceps are something all by themselves. So that is, that's that's it in a big wide range of fitness. Now, if you don't like to go to a gym and you don't like to do any of the things that I just talked about, and by the way, that resistance training can be done with bands. It could be done with extremely light weights, which is where you should start after you can move your body correctly without any weights. Start with low weights. But it could be done with anything, anything. Um, and moving your body doesn't necessarily mean lifting weights. If that doesn't appeal to you, don't do it. But I want to see you moving your body. Maybe you love to dance. So take a dance class. Maybe you want to learn how to pull pole dance or chair dance or um, ballet or take a bar class. Those are all things that are super gentle on your body. And that's what you should do. Do the things that bring you joy. I know I might sound a little corny right now, but I'm being very real with you. Do the things that bring you joy. One of the things that I did after my mom died, because when I was 13 years old, she enrolled me in a ballroom dance class because I lacked confidence. I was super shy, probably because she was so incredibly outgoing, um, but I was shy. I was insecure and shy. She didn't let me shave my legs and I had very hair. Like she didn't let me shave my, my legs until I was like in ninth grade. So by the time I got to ninth grade, I was wearing knee highs with hairy legs in seventh and eighth grade, had a few pimples, but not too many, had braces, the clear ones back then in 1973 and 74, when I was wearing braces, we had the clear braces, um, that turned yellow. It was very attractive. Anyway, <laughs> Can't believe I did that. Uh, I would have liked the silver ones, but that was that was that was a fad now, like the Invisaligns are now, um, which I do have, but I don't have on now. Um, but then in ninth grade, uh, that I came out of my cocoon. My mom let me shave my legs. I don't know what she had against me shaving my legs. Very weird. And um, and I started wearing stockings instead of knee highs and my braces came off and suddenly um, I gained my confidence. And it was probably external validation, of course, because that's where we get a lot of our confidence when we're in high school. But going back to the ballroom dancing in seventh grade, I had a dance with, you know, we had a dance with boys. If you were a girl, you danced with the boys. And that's how it was back then. And oh, I hated every single minute of it. My mom and dad loved to dance. They were not like ballroom dancers, but, you know, they knew how to do the Lindy Hop, which is, you know, a, a similar to not a jive, but kind of like a jive. And so I, after my mom passed, before she before she died, we talked about, I said to her, I'm going to do ballroom dancing because I, I, when I was talking about my feminine and masculine energy a little while ago, 
I have for the longest time, basically since I got divorced, which has been 22 years, um, is I have been for the longest time I was in fight or flight mode and I had to lean into my masculine energy big time. And I didn't know I was leaning into my masculine energy um, until maybe a couple, maybe, maybe about 10 years ago, I realized it. And I started about 10 years ago, started doing things that would help me lean into my more feminine side, like taking ballet classes again, because I danced for 10 years, um, taking ballet classes again, getting massages, taking bar classes, uh, doing all the things that would put me in more of a receiving and feminine, um, fluid, fluid way, because being in your feminine energy is stillness. Now that might be being passive. That doesn't mean being quiet and not voicing your opinions, but being still within yourself, receiving. I've I've been big time into receiving mode. It's crazy. I was talking to a friend of mine this morning about it. Being spontaneous. I'm going away tomorrow. I never do anything spontaneous. That's really, really, really scary to me. Um, being fluid, as I mentioned, with dance. So if dance is something that you absolutely love doing, whether it's ballroom or whatever it is, whatever kind of dance you like to do, it doesn't have to be something like um, uh, like ballroom dancing, um, but whatever kind of dance you like to do, pole dancing, chair dancing, salsa, um anything. I can't think of all of them right now, but any kind of dance that you like to do, if that makes you happy, if that lights you up and you're moving your body, then go for it. So that's a form of intentional moving. Okay. And it's beautiful. And I want you to do it. Don't worry about lifting weights. If that is something that you want to do eventually, I would suggest to try to integrate it into your life because it is great for bone health and it is good if you're dancing, you're going to be strengthening your core, your arms, your legs, and your mind works in the most beautiful way. That's what I learned when I was doing Latin dancing. So real quickly, I told my mom that I was going to compete in Latin dancing, and she was so happy, and I said, I'm going to become a champion. And my daughter looked at me, and she said, how do you know you're going to become a champion? I said, I don't know. I just know it. I just know it. So I wasn't a world champion, but I did compete for about five months. It was really, really hard. And I did Latin dancing. So that was, um, I can't think, um, cha-cha, rumba, uh, samba, jive, and paso doble. I can't believe I remember those things. It was the scariest thing I ever did in my entire life. My teacher was a pro because I danced with a pro. And he was really hard on me. Um, I thought I looked like the women on Dancing with the Stars. And then when I looked at the videos, I realized I did not. And it was mortifying to me. But I did go from competing in three or four competitions, started like in third place, then second place. Then I won a bunch of first places. And then I said I was done. I was just done because it was taking time from the things that I really wanted to do, which was be in the gym because I loved being in the gym. And now that I don't have my studio anymore, um, I, I'm not in that chaotic mode of rushing to the studio and being on, 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 on all day in that masculine energy all day long, even though when I'm with a client and I am, I am balancing that masculine and feminine energy when I'm with her or him. 
because I've got to be the coach, but I also need to get inside their head and listen to what triggers them and what excites them and what motivates them and inspires them. Uh, and so I have to be receiving of the things that they're telling me and multitasking. And those are all feminine energy things, but the weightlifting is in a more masculine way. So the other part about uh, getting hot and healthy is the nutrition part. Now that's a huge component, huge. Everybody thinks that, well, if I go to the gym and I work out every day, or if I go to this workout class or I do this, if I'm dancing on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and I'm taking a, a, a step class, I don't know. We call them aerobics. I know it's not aerobics. I'm taking a, a boot camp class on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then on Saturdays, I'm doing something else. And on Sunday, I give myself a rest and you're working out six days a week. That's amazing. That's great. Um, that That is all you need. And suddenly you're going to lose weight. It doesn't happen like that because 80% of this puzzle of life of feeling healthy and hot and fit and and lean and tight and light has to do with the food you're putting in your body. So depending on your goals and the amount of activity you have in your life, that is the way you need to fuel your body. That is the way you need to eat. So if you are sedentary, you're not going to be eating as much food as I am. If you're mildly active, you're going to be eating more food than a sedentary person and so on and so forth. And also drinking more water. Okay, going back to the water thing. If you are an elite athlete, you're drinking a shit ton of water and you're eating a lot of food because no athlete performs the way they do by starving themselves. And that's the only problem that that is a problem with Ozempic is that a lot of people are not eating, so they're losing, and that's that's what everybody is is talking about. Um, is that if you are taking Ozempic, you're not eating as much food, therefore you're losing weight, but you're also losing muscle, and we don't want to lose our muscle because if we lose our muscle, we fall, we hurt ourselves, and that sucks when we get older. And these are all three of these things that I was just talking about, the mindset, the weight lift, the, the fitness, let's just call it fitness, the movement, and the food. And I don't know why I just got balloons here, but somebody was trying to tell me something. These are all the crazy things that happen when I'm doing this show all by myself. It's actually funny. Um, all of these things, these three really, really important components are going to help you get ready to age. They are going to get ready for you be prepared for menopause because it happens. Menopause is on the horizon, ladies. You're either on your way, almost there, perimenopause, in it, menopause, or postmenopause. So more than likely, if you're in your late 40s, you're feeling perimenopausal symptoms like mood swings, hot flashes and maybe lack of energy. In your 50s, you're in it. You are in it, girlfriend. And I'm sorry, I was there too. And I had no place to go, nothing to help me. I just had to suck it up. And it was when I was opening up my studio and it sucked. Um, but I got through it. I was also competing on world stages. And that's when I won my two world stage shows was um, when I was 49. 
in the throes of menopause. And then by the time you get to your 60s, it's like, oh, okay, I made it here. But maybe if you didn't work out and you didn't move your body and you've put on weight and now you're sitting here and you're 60 going, what, what the hell am I going to do now? Isn't it too late for me? Hell no. It's not too late, ladies. It's not too early to start. And that's not too late to start. You're never too old to, to start again. And you're never too young to learn how to be prepared for menopause. Because as you age, your metabolism is going to slow down. Okay. It's just a normal thing for aging. However, if you've been active your whole life, if you've been eating healthy your whole life, for the most part, let's say 80% of your life, you've already taken these huge steps to be prepared for menopause. So now you know that you are in menopause or you're post-menopause and your metabolism has slowed down. That is a fact. It does slow down. But that doesn't mean you can't rev it up, okay? That just means we have to work harder as we get older, and we may not have as much energy as we did in our 40s, but maybe if we started in our 30s and 40s working out and eating healthy, we would have the energy that would sustain us and make us still feel healthy and vibrant and alive in our 60s. So if you have any questions about any of these things, I want to help you because I didn't have anybody helping me along the way, although I had pretty good um groundwork that I had made myself is for fitness and health, always ate healthy, always um, was working out. Uh, but when menopause hit me, it was in my 50s, it was pretty messy. I call my 50s my messy, my, the messy middles, and I'm really glad I'm in my 60s right now. But if you are 63 like me, it's not too late to start, okay? And if you haven't started and you are in your late 30s or 40s, start now. And as I said before, just start with the walking. I have one minute to finish up today, and I still have so much more to talk about. But the most important thing that I want to tell you is do not feel bad about making a decision and hurting somebody's feeling. Stand in your truth and feel confident about your convictions. And I am here to give you permission to start prioritizing yourself. I love you. And I want you to be healthy. I want you to be healthy as you go through menopause. And I want you to kick ass seriously. To so remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Follow me on Jody Harrison Bauer. And check us out on YouTube. And thank you for tuning in today. It was so nice talking to you. And until next week, go live your most fearlessly authentic life. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you for tuning in this week to Fearlessly Authentic. Please listen again next Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition with your host, Jody Harrison Bauer, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and unlock the keys to a more powerful you.